it's been way too long and I really miss you. Love you, buddy. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Top fives and deep dives with Town and PTM. Top fives and deep dives with Town and PTM. Top fives and deep dives with Town and PTM. Top fives and deep dives with Town and PTM. My favorite director would have to be Martin Scorsese. Followed by What's up, guys? Welcome to Top Fives and Deep Dives. This week, we are going to do top five film cameos, and we have quite the list master with us. We have my good friend Adam Levine, L.A. born and bred, not the singer from Maroon 5, but an, an even better Adam Levine. What's up, buddy? I'm really I'm a good karaoke singer, um, which I think Justin's seen me in action. I have. But it's someone that has been uh, that loves making lists, uh, pop culture, music, movies, TV. Um, this podcast has been up my alley, and I've been—I uh, think I've mentioned it, Justin, a few times. It's time to have me on, and it's great to be on on this beautiful Sunday. Dude, so happy to have you. We, uh, yeah, what a what a Sunday it is. Playoff football is going on. It's 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 a nice, beautiful LA day. And then we For have a pandemic. It's a beautiful Sunday. It really is. And then, uh, Mike, how's the weather over there in the UK right now? Well, it's uh, dark. It's dark as fuck. It's officially Monday. It's exactly yeah. midnight. So I can't really tell. <laughs> did you have a nice Sunday leading up to this? I did. I did. I had a, a lot of prep for this pod, prep for the next pod. You know, always working over here because you can't go outside because we're still in lockdown. Ah, uh, the fucking pandemic. One day we'll be out of this, gents. Maybe we'll all hang out in person. Who knows? I'm like, all right. So we're doing film cameos today. The three of us obviously talked a little bit this week. What constitutes a film cameo? So the rules that I believe we settled on, and boys, feel free to chime in if I'm if I'm wrong in any way. But it's got to be ideally one scene if it if it bleeds into two it's up to our discretion and can't as i don't think this was maybe a rule we made but something that i think sort of a rule of thumb that they're not in the cre- like the opening credits and hopefully they're not in the trailer so that it's a surprise but it's definitely not something like tom cruise and tropic thunder it's, you know, that's on, if you look up best cameo lists, a lot of, a lot of lists have that. That's, that's just an, that's just a role that people didn't see coming. The guy's in the movie for plenty of scenes. It's, he's absolutely fucking incredible in it, but it's not a cameo. Does, right. it, does that sound about right, guys? So those were my two rules. And then I even added one where it's like, if it's a huge part of the plot. So like when you Google best cameos too, like we talked about, Christopher Walken comes up. To me, that's a huge part and he's in the opening credits, so obviously that wouldn't count. Huge part of the movie, you know. Um, there, there's another one someone suggested, like um, Keanu Reeves is is in that um, is in that movie. Um, always be my maybe. Always be my maybe, and he's hilarious and he's awesome, but he's in it too much. He's part of the plot. Way too much. It's 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 a key it's a key plot point. It's awesome, and kudos to Keanu Reeves for being hilarious and making fun of himself and all that. But it's like that's not a cameo, right? Totally, that's, that's totally, totally agree. 
I feel like some of mine are a key part of the plot, but in a cameo way. Yeah, that's so, fine. I mean, that's fine. Well, you know, and by the way, you know, we, we could all have different rules. You know, it's our own list. Totally, totally. We can all argue why, why or why not certain certain picks are legit or not. And look, even when we create rules, we often break them because it's our pod. So shut the fuck up. Rules are meant to be broken. <laughs> exactly. Well, d- boys, I think we should dive in. All right. Let's do Howie. it. Let's turn us off. All right. So we're going to we're going to go we're going to go today we're going to go me, then we're going to go Adam, then we're going to go Mike. All right. So, kicking things off, my number 5 is Peter Dante in That's My Boy. Have you guys So I Adam, I don't know if you know this. I know Mike does, but I fucking love this movie. I think it's like the most underrated Sandler and Peter Dante, who, you know, if you've seen all a lot of the Adam Sandler movies, he pops up in a lot of them. He's he plays Dante in Grandma's Boy, very popular role that people love him from. And in this, they te- if you if you know anything about the plot, very long story short, Adam Sandler plays um, plays Andy Samberg's father sort of estranged father. They haven't talked in a long time. And, he, you know, Sandberg's getting married. And his boss is this guy named Steve, who throughout the movie, there's a couple, there's like one or two lines about how, he, you know, he has his pothead son or whatever, who you never meet. And in the final climactic scene of the film, that's the wedding of, uh, of Sandberg. <laughs> Peter Dante ends up being that son and his cameo is fucking hilarious. He he only has, I think, two lines in it and pretty much spoiler alert, but fucking at the end of the movie, you find out that Leighton Meester, who plays, you know, the girl that he's going to be that Sandberg's going to marry. She's been like sleeping with her brother and it all is revealed at the wedding so that it stopped uh, thankfully right before it happens but it's just like everything's silent and <laughs> peter dante who has like a fucking fake like dreads and everything just looks over his dad and he's like <laughs> he's like i'm not looking so bad now am i dad <laughs> and then <laughs> you find out that fucking vanilla ice like had sex with his like grandma and he's like vanilla ice banged grandma that's fucking awesome <laughs> it's just so outrageous such a highlight of the film in my opinion in in a film with many many laughs so had to get a spot on my list well first of all i think that's my boy is one of the more underrated sailor movies it's hilarious my whole group of friends we talk about it often um when you mentioned it i thought you were gonna say little eyes so you gotta love sailor always has different celebrity cameos in a bunch of his movies um so really solid uh really solid choice to kick it off thank you thank you yeah and dude i three fans for that's my boy we've talked about it on the pod we all love it we all love it i and and adam i love that you and your friends talk about it and shit because that's literally like me mike and like some of the other some of the other guys that you don't really know as well we do the same it's just so fucking good i didn't give sandler credit because he you know he really goes by the numbers game now like the last, you know, 10 years, 15 years, where for every piece of crap, 
you do get a movie that people just didn't really know about and it ends up being not that. And that's my boys. It's just a great, it's a great one. Could not agree more. Could not agree more. I'm and like, it was just like the best. Cause it's like, he just does these movies in like the coolest locations with all his friends. Like, does anyone have a better life than Adam Sandler? Probably not. Honestly, he, cr- not. he absolutely crushes. I respect him so goddamn much because of the way that he does his shit. All right, my friend. Well, um, amazing how you started with Sandler because my first cameo on my list, number five, I wasn't crazy about it. I think I told you I, I'm, I felt very strongly about my top four. Uh huh. Uh, but it's a Sandler movie. It's probably one of his best movies, one of the all time rom coms. And in a movie about the 80s, why not the most perfect cameo on the plane? 80s icon probably if you think about the 80s you think of billy idol wow. and billy idol in the wedding singer um he's he's hilarious because he's in first class it's the only ticket he can get try to stop the wedding from happening he's in love with drew barrymore um who was in one of her first of 32 adam sandler movies and he is um and, and Billy Idol has a few few funny lines, but probably the funniest is when he's like, he just plays her the song and he's like about to kiss her. And he's just like, hey, you know, I'm going to tell the labels about you. And he's just like, Billy Idol, let, let me kiss you very more. But solid cameo, not my favorite, um, like I said, but I think it belongs in there. That's my number five. Dude, what a fucking shout. I love that you picked this because this was no joke. The first one on my honorable mentions list. What? It, great, great pick. I mean, such a random cameo too. I love Billy Idol, by the way. But yeah, I remember the first time I saw this movie, I saw it a little bit later than the next person and fucking fantastic Sandler movie, by the way, as you said. But when I saw Billy Idol, I freaked out. I was like, are you fucking kidding? This is the most random but amazing cameo. Yeah. Also, also totally unrelated. Went to high school with Billy Idol's son, Willem Brode. Shout out to him if he's listening to the podcast. Amazing. Amazing. That was a, a shout out I did not expect to hear today. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens when, when we have a guy on the pod that grew up in Los Angeles. Wow. Um, lots of Sandler love to start this pod, as, as we tend to do. Um, mine. So mine is... Well, mine comes from the movie Anchorman, which I will mention is, you know, small roles or cameos, however you want to divide them. There's Danny Trejo, Ben Stiller, Jerry Stiller, Tim Robbins, Luke Wilson, Seth Rogen, Paul F. Tompkins. That's one for you, Tana. Fred Armisen, Judd Apatow is in there, but the undisputed champion is Jack Black. Oh, my God. So sorry for ruining it. It's okay. <laughs> I'm glad you said it because you recognize that it is the best one. It uh, 100% is in my opinion as well. Great, great. This, this is where like, this is actually key to the plot. And I feel like that gives it a boost because like, he's basically the turning point in the entire plot where he just, you know, now this is happening, punts the dog and just says, that's how I roll as if that's how anybody rolls. It's punting a dog. <laughs> and it's just, and what's crazy about this is, you know, School of Rock is 2003, and this is 2004, so this is like peak Jack Black fame. And just to get him out of nowhere for this one scene getting hit in the face with a burrito, something so over the top just to match the tone of the movie, just 
the greatest, you know, amount of surprise with the outrageousness, perfect execution, everything I want from a cameo. Number five, Jack Black. Unbelievable. Because when you said Anchorman, I just think of all the celebrities that are in the the street fight, and there's so many good ones. And I'm like, well, how can you even pick one? And then you mentioned Jack Black, and I immediately get, I'm like immediately in a bad mood now, because I'm just like, how did I not think of that? It's so (laughs) epic, so funny. And I have a thing with my friends about Jack Black, where I I think Jack Black's in a Kevin Hart um, category, where except for School of Rock, I think Jack Black is so much better in smaller roles. I think it just... I literally said the same thing on this pod twice already. I love it. Love it. I full, I agree as well. And and I have to say, there's not many celebrities I love more than Jack Black. He can do it all. Like, obviously, he does Tenacious D as well. He's got a great fucking singing voice. Also in one of the great rom-coms of all time, The Holiday. I I think we mentioned it on our, on our Christmas episode. And Amen. it's just, oh, man. It's a... Uh, Oh, Jack Black's so fucking great. This this one's on my honorable mentions as well. I'm like, oh, so fucking, such a great fucking shout again. These number fives across the board, all fantastic in my opinion. Um, Wow. Okay. Well, I'm taking us away from comedy for number four. And I have a feeling that neither of you perhaps even would think of my number four but it was particularly impactful for me. And back in 2013, I go to the movie theater out here in Los Angeles for opening night of a certain film that I'll mention in any second. And we get to the end of the movie and there's a post credit scene. And the actor that showed up in that scene, I lost my absolute shit, stood up in the theater, like literally let out like a primal scream and just went nuts. And that is Jason Statham in Fast and Furious 6. So obviously he does become a big part of the films. And but... In number six, he's uncredited. There was no hint that he was going to be a part of these movies at all. And, you know, I'm a big action guy. So I love, I love, you know, as Mike and I have talked about on the over the top action episode, we both are obsessed with the Crank series. I love Statham. And I also fucking love the Fast and the Furious series, as I also mentioned in that episode. So. The two colliding just had my brain explode. And I just, I didn't see it coming. I lost my shit. And it's pretty much revealed, you know, it's revealed if if you're unfamiliar. Again, I'm giving away plot points, but. Here's the thing. I I always, I always say if it's five years, it's been with five years since you, since the movie's been out. Then it's fair game. It's fair game. Okay, so yeah. So, you know, in the end credits, we catch up finally to Tokyo Drift because We'd always been told that one took place further into the future. The movies had been catching up to that timeline. We get there. And if you remember in Tokyo Drift, Han, one of the you know most beloved characters of the, of the franchise, he dies. We might, we might be getting back. But. We might. And I hope I, it would be unbelievable. 
But we find out Statham's the one who killed him in that scene. And yeah, I just, oh man, so surprising for me personally. And I fucking lost it. Well, it's a great one. Um, a great one because totally, totally like, I feel like cameos are, are all about unexpected, right? Yes. Surprise. And so the movie's over and you're getting some, you know, one of the biggest stars in the world in a plot that's going to change the franchise. So excellent choice. Thank you, sir. Love that. All right. It's my turn. Yeah. All right. Um, I'm going to go one more Adam Sandler. Ooh. One more Adam Sandler. And then I'm retiring Adam Sandler today. (laughs) But just one of the more ridiculous but hilarious cameos of all time. One of the more quoted lines in a Sandler movie, the price is wrong, Bob. Bob Barker. Oh my God. Bob Barker pairing with him in the celebrity tournament where he's awful. He gets so mad. Then they start fighting. Um, It's so, and then he beats Sandler's ass, which is hilarious because Bob Barker is still old as hell in that, in that movie. And it was, it was so, it's so funny and iconic. Um, and just a funny, funny tidbit when I was researching for the pod, um, his neighbor was Chuck Norris and he was helping him for his fight scenes. Wait, wait, what? Well, I mean, I don't know if I stuttered, but so his neighbor was Chuck Norris and Bob, Bob Barker helped helped him like, you know, like play fighting to get ready for his scene. Isn't that great? That just makes the background of the scene just so much more epic. Amazing. So, yeah, oh that's clear cut one of the great cameos. Hilarious, random, great. And then also, when I was doing research, that originally Sandler wanted Ed McMahon of the Carson show, and he declined. So, that was the second choice. Well, this was way better, in my opinion, don't you think? Hell yes. Oh, yes. That's God. actually one of my. That's like one of my favorite things in like the Rewatchables podcast. Like I love the casting what ifs, you know, and oh, some yeah. of the time so much better, you know, anyway. So. Wow. Just that to hear is... Bob Barker say bitch. That's just really what I want. I know. Dude. Oh my God. Such a good one. And for everyone that, that's, that somehow is unaware, I'm assuming most people know what this was in, but it was happy. Oh, Gilmore. Yeah. I don't think yeah. he said it. Sorry. Happy Gilmore. Um, Oh my God. Bob Barker is just an absolute fucking legend. I, I love it. I love it. Uh, so my number four is a movie we actually talked about on a rom-com app, but I'm glad to be able to focus on the cameo in There's Something About Mary by Brett Favre. Ooh, I totally forgot about this. I, I So I love this one. Uh, Well, for a few reasons, but one, I think what's genius about it is that, you know, the cameo is all about, you know, getting in and out, the unexpected nature of it. And here they've set up the cameo the entire movie, right? They tell you that there's this Brett character multiple times in the beginning of the film. And obviously you would never in your mind, like, think that it's going to be Brett Favre. So when he comes in, it's just that much more surprising. He delivers a fantastic line where Matt Dillon's like, the hell's Brett Favre doing here? He just goes, I'm in town to play the Dolphins, you dumbass. <laughs> and it's it's even better, like, because Brett Favre was literally the biggest football player in the world at the time. You know, this, is 90, this is 98. He won three consecutive MVPs uh, leading up to the year before and played two Super Bowls, won one, obviously. So he's literally the biggest guy ever. 
And just to have him appear out of nowhere as kind of a last hurrah uh, of this movie just absolutely kills me. And it's definitely one of my favorites. Uh, Favre is one of my favorite athletes of all time. Um, and super hilarious because, you know, it's it's also kind of funny how dry he is except for that, you know. And, yeah, but, it's, yeah. but, it, but it's funny because you know that she has this ex-boyfriend who everyone's like, why'd she break up with Brett? Why'd she break up with Brett? And then you see it's Brett Favre, I think is even funnier. And I think one of the funniest part, like the, it, I get it, it gets me every time is when, when Ben Stiller is just is, well, what about Brett Favre? Which is also like funny because his voice, like, you know, his whole, like how you pronounce his name and the spelling is just, it's so funny. And it's uh, that's a great choice. Great, great choice. Um, okay. I'll bring us to number three. So my number three, is Blink-182 and American Pie. Oh, yeah, I love that. I'm like, I mean, if you know me well, if you, if really, if you don't know me that well, if you know me sort of well even, you know my favorite band ever is Blink-182. And, you know, the three of us, I know we all grew up in the era where American Pie was massive. It was, it was one of the... It, it sort of kicked off the crazy run of raunchy comedies and it was very, it was a very big part of growing up. If you were born in the, the latter half of the eighties, early nineties. So anyways, it, this is, it's just, to me, it's just unbelievable. It's like, they're just randomly in there. They're, first of all, their song mutt plays during the scene that they're in which is the most iconic scene of the entire franchise where Shannon Elizabeth is getting naked and in Jim's room and it's being broadcast out to everyone in the town, which of course includes the local band, which happens to be played by Mark Tom and Travis from Blink. But it's just so good. Blink's become sort of synonymous with the series to an extent between that. And then in the second film, it opens up with their song, every time I look for you and I mean, there's some great little lines that they drop throughout the scene, but it's just like, I mean, how can I not include this? Blink, who would have thought? Well, yeah, least surprising, uh, least surprising choice. Um, it was on my honorable mention. It's incredible. And it's just, there's American Pie, obviously, it takes you back to that time, right? It's, yes. It's us as teenagers and... Blink 182 is the soundtrack to that. So what better, what better um, cameo, like in terms of just a perfect fit than Blink 182 in that scene? Hundred percent. It's aged like a fine wine. And town, like you said, well, I think the best part about it for me is that it's it's the second most iconic scene of the entire movie. So their their place will always be there in history. Second most. What's the most? Fucking up high. Ooh, that's a good point. I don't know. I think that I think that seems more iconic. Adam's got to be the tiebreaker right here. I think, I think Stifler's being Stifler's mom's the number one. So. Oh my god! So we all have Dang. a different testament to American Pie. What a goddamn film! Holy shit! Amazing, amazing! It really and is. A test. To like all, like all the American Pie sequels were all solid and watchable and 100%. enjoyable. Like all. Dude, I, I, just watched Reunion with you, Town, like two years ago for the first time because I was so afraid. Uh, it's not bad. It's good. Oh, it's incredible. It's so good. 
I'm and like, it's really good. The wedding one's really good. The second one's great. It's, oh, they're it's, all it's, solid. It's, it's unbelievable that they made four like real ones. I know there's all those shoot like offshoot ones, but right. the, they made four of the ones with the original cast that are all good. Like, it's just, it's crazy. All right. Am I, you are my friend. Take it away. All right. So this is, it's the, arguably the best, most, most, uh, probably famous comedic cameo ever. It's technically two scenes, but it's obviously one huge scene. And then a little bit at the end. I think, you know what I'm talking about? Wedding crashers, Will Ferrell. I'm sure not a surprise. I, but I have, oh, not a surprise at all. I have it higher. Yeah. I thought I'd have it higher, but I really like the two that I'm going higher, but it's just, he's so funny. Um, he's I don't think anyone's made me laugh more than Will Ferrell has over my life span and it's he also has another cameo that would be on my um that would be on my honorable mention in Starsky and Hutch where he's in the jail where he's in the jail he's like the informant that yeah, is a great one dragon or whatever he's that like i like friends. Friends. He has, like he just has them doing weird things like and pretend to be a dragon if anyone hasn't seen that google the dragon scene because i know everyone's seen the wedding crasher scene of course. but it's so the star seed hutch one is hilarious but this so wedding so wait, adam adam let's so what usually if someone ha- it, when someone has it higher we just we wait to talk about it till then okay. let's let's keep it going then yeah so we'll we'll, we'll both dive into it when we get there can we just talk about how great Starsky and Hutch is? So, so underrated. Dude, I fucking love them. I just watched it this year because I remember when I first saw it, I was like, eh, I thought it not not that great. And I was like, oh, it's actually like a solid movie. Dude, yeah. it's got it's got so many, you know, so many like Vince Vaughn is there, you know, all the people from from the regular crew, even the band it, that plays at the pot pits was incredible. Here's here's the thing about that like era. It's almost fu- like there was so many good comedies. That some went kind of through the rug, like like yes. someone just through the cracks, and because we, that that generation of like two thousand to like two thousand ten was just iconic, and you had the Apatow, you have your McKay, you have all that, all, just so many good, funny, amazing, hilarious movies, and we're so starved for com- comedies now that like there's movies that are probably nowhere near as funny as Starsky and Hutch that would people would be obsessed with because. We're so hungry for good comedic films now. Dude, you literally took the words out of my mouth. I was I literally had the word starved on the tip of my tongue. It's it's so true. We we do not have good comedies anymore and we well, need them. Who's what what's the Todd Phillips after he won for the Joker? Mm-hmm. They asked him to go back to comedy and he's like, it, probably not. It's just it's everything's too everything's too offensive. Like people get offended. We you know, we're in this cult type of culture. This fucking PC culture. I <laughs> And I, I listened to a podcast on the ringer, you know, the rewatchables podcast, and it was wedding crashers and the whole movie. They're just like, Oh, they couldn't shoot this scene. Like today. Couldn't shoot this scene today. Like it just, there's so much you couldn't, you couldn't do. Dude. It's so it's the whole PC thing just kills me. Like comedy, there need the, comedy needs to be like an equal, you know, an equal opportunity offender. It's yep. like, I don't know. It's just, I don't think like when I look back on a movie like Wedding Crashers, for instance, I don't think of anything as being too much, you know, to do. And it's and yeah, so I understand why now in this PC age we're living in, 
a lot of maybe comedy directors, comedy actors, maybe they're just not coming together because they can't get certain stuff made. I think it also sadly has to do with the fact that, you know, even outside of COVID, because they haven't made big comedies in a long time and because the rise of these streaming platforms like Netflix and Hulu and whatever, they're now thinking, oh, like if we're going to make a comedy like that, we're going to make it for a streaming platform. It's not going to it's not worth, you know, putting all the money up to put in the theater. And it's like it's put it in this. But then again, you can't get the good actors without a lot of money. It's just I don't know. I feel like it's in this weird fucking middle zone. That's just none of them are getting made anymore. I, I agree. I agree. But that that like I love you, man's a good one. There's there's so many good ones that like aren't as iconic because they just were in the decade of so many big time, mm-hmm. high level, famous, amazing comedies. And I love you, man. So good. But it is it sneakily gets left out sometimes because of the fact that you're like, oh, but super bad. I'm forgetting Sarah Marshall and fucking, yeah. you know, 40 year old virgin and blah, 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 blah. small gems. Like I know you and I both really love sex drive. Love like, sex drive. No publicity. It has nobody in it. And it's just fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. And what is that? Like, 2008? Yeah. It's just there was three fucking gems. That movie Completely. came out today. It'd be a fuck. Everyone would go nuts. But yeah, I'm. Did we? Oh yeah, that was a beautiful tangent. I was like, "Who the fuck are we on?" I was like, "Okay, we're 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 on Mike, right? Mike number three. Yeah. And, and before I go to briefly unretire, this is why you have to give credit to Adam Sandler. At least he's putting out a movie every ten months. I mean, I don't care if most of them are bad. At least somebody's doing it. You know. True. True. Adam uh, Sandler and Tyler Perry. You're always gonna get something from. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Uh, so my number three, yeah, is, is one uh, that that I love, but I think doesn't really get a lot of play. So I'm curious what you guys think about it, and that is director Wes Craven in his own film Scream, 1996. Interesting. Uh, I, yeah, I just love this one because you know it's it's just thrown in there for fun, like it has no real value to the film at all, but. You know, the whole film is so self-referential and it's really just made for horror fans. So when he's in there dressed in the iconic uh, Freddy outfit with the sweater uh, and just the fact also that that Fonzie, I mean, is, is Henry Winkler is just talking to him. It's just like, oh, not you, Fred. You know, that's like the entire point of him being in there. Mm-hmm. It's just a beautiful little hat tip uh, to everybody watching. And I think, yeah, that one always gets me. I love it. Dude. That that one is re- that is a perfect one for you, honestly. I mean, I know you and I both love horror, but you like you keep it going always year round. Like, I fucking love Scream. I ve- I very much respect this one. It like would not be on mine or anything, but it's such a it's such a solid one within the horror genre, and and such a nice little little hat tip, as you said. Well, let me ask you guys a question. As someone that's not a big horror guy, uh-huh. is that like is that a thing where they they put themselves in the movie? Because I know M Night puts himself in every movie, and he's kind of considered like a horror guy. But like, is that do other guys do that, or is that just uh... no? I'd say, or Mike, you can speak to it more. But I'd say in my in my like recollection, the M Night thing, yes, that's a thing. But I'd say in horror in general, the Wes Craven one in Scream is a pretty uh, isolated incident. 
Yeah, I think it happens more that like someone will show up in someone else's film in like a a way that you can't even see them, like a totally uncredited, just like background that happened to be there sort of way. Oh yeah. Uh, not it's not that often because horror comedy is sort of its own thing and it, it takes away from uh like the tension of a scene, you know. Well, on the road to number two, my number two is Will Ferrell and Wedding Crashers. And Adam, I'll let you take it away first. I mean, Mom the Meatloaf is still one of the more quoted comedic lines ever. And it's just, it's, you can still watch it for the hundredth time and still laugh. I mean, it's, and, and that's every, everything you need to know. I I really do believe, which you sort of said as well when you mentioned it, I do think in terms of like, impact and what it means i think this is like the most like maybe the most iconic film cameo at least in comedies ever there's one more that i that i personally love more so that's why that one is uh gonna be my number one when we get there but fuck man it's just yeah you you said it all mom the meat love fuck it's just it's it's insane it's quoted to this day it is just sort of was at the time where, I mean, Will Ferrell sort of skyrocketed to a whole new level of superstardom over like a few year period where he had old school Anchorman and then Wedding Crashers. And it's just like to have to have him appear in this after doing those two movies and just being sort of already on top of the world to then have him have this absolutely like legendary and memorable cameo in this it was the man is a goddamn legend i just it's unbelievable and, and just the, the setup that you're not ready for of oh the idea God. of crashing a funeral is just absolutely slays <laughs> no one, i don't think anyone else can be funny like crashing a funeral in, in that like character i always do like could this could anyone else be funnier like you know elf yeah. is example like can anyone else be funny in elf no no, no. you know and, and i'm sure you could say that of the million of his roles but like that especially there like no one no one just like trying to hook up with a girl at a funeral could be funny except wolf Ferrell. 100 agree 100 all right number two for me do it baby do it scotty doesn't know oh my god a- absolutely sensational matt damon and i was I was researching to see, like, okay, was his peak Matt Damon? And he came off of Talented Mr. Ripley and Rounder. So Damon was as big as it, as it gets then. Um, he was – there was the same year Oceans came out. And it's 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 incredible. It's You're not ready for it. You have no idea what's going on. And all of a sudden, like, the movie starts pretty much. And Matt Damon is bald, is, like – has all these piercings. And he's singing um, – Still to this day, one of the catchier songs in any movie. Um, up there with that thing you do, Scotty doesn't know. I mean, if I think catchiest, I think it might be the catchiest song ever. Like, and by the way, I'm sorry because I made this mistake earlier. Euro Trip, Matt Damon. Yes, I mean it's just insane, insane. And also during that scene, there's the iconic. This isn't where I parked my car. I'm like, you know, it's like that. It's while they're playing that song. That so. what's his face is having that that go on 
in sort of, you know, whatever, the next yard over or whatever. It's just and, fucking uh, unbelievable. Quick background. He went to college with the writers and directors, so which is why um, they, they got him to do it. And he was shooting a movie where he was wearing a wig um, in, I, I, I want to say Berlin, but I'm not positive. And so that's why he went with that skinhead type look. And it was, it's incredible. Incredible. And it's, yeah, Ocean's think 12 and Born Supremacy came out the same year. And I think like Syriana was next year. So this was basically the last chance that you could ever get this to happen from Matt Damon because he was just going absolutely into the stratosphere in terms of a star. And it's yes. his, and it's it's the most famous part of the movie and it's him. And and the uh, the other best part is like at the time and I swear to god since moving to the UK, I've been here for 5 years, at least two people did not know it was him because he's so like well disguised that it takes you a second to realize like is that fucking Matt Damon? Well dude, and that's where in that sense it's almost the only two I can think of like that are this and then of course Tom Cruise's role in Tropic Thunder where you were like wait is wait holy fuck is that Tom Cruise like it ta- it takes you like a scene to realize it but it's like if you didn't know going in but yeah same when I saw this movie in theaters I'll fucking never forget it was in you know I still wasn't like 17 or whatever so it was like someone's dad had to like buy us tickets and we're sitting in there and all of us were like, wait, did, did that exactly? Is that fucking Matt Damon? Like, no, that can't be Matt Damon, right? He wouldn't do this. But, I mean, unbelievable. So unexpected. And, and I mean, Adam, you and me especially, I know. we, I mean, all three of us, but it's like Adam and I always in L.A., we do, we, we like to go to shows together. We go to this thing, Emo Night here. And they play the song sometimes. Exactly. And, and so it's like, it's just, it is such a fucking jam. Lustra, Lustra is the band that actually sings it. Scotty doesn't know. And the funny, the funny thing too is, today, if that movie came out, we would all know with social media that Matt Damon did it. It's just oh, like yeah. there's no secret. And so I still think it was pre everyone with their cell phone, other than like a trailer and maybe word of mouth. Like if you saw it opening weekend, you don't know. Exactly. Uh, yes, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. It was, it was. It didn't, yes, it would have spread the first day. It was like, yeah, people were surprised throughout when they, you know, whenever they got around to seeing it in theaters. And another one, another one where it's like, I mean, who's the most famous person in that movie of the regular crew? Like Michelle Trachtenberg, I guess. Like, at, it's not at this point, probably, yeah. It's not a big film, right? There's no reason for him to really jump in, except as you said, you know, his personal connection. So. Just uh, an unreal cameo. Unreal. Unreal. And, right. and also big shout out Lucy Lawless for her role as like the dominatrix in that film. Oh, yes. Oh, my also, God. Funny, still to this day, to me, the funniest uh, scene is on the train with the like super French guy where he's just like, it's scoozy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Such a fucking good scene. Oh, God. What a film. Oh. Uh, so my number two is... From the 2004 movie Dodgeball, which means you both will automatically know what I'm talking about. And that, of course, is Lance Armstrong. Wow. And I think, you know, right away, what's great about this is like comparing, say, Brett Favre from 98 to like Lance Armstrong in 2004. And now I think actors, get, I mean, uh, athletes get like a lot more like at least walk through or training and they're just comfortable uh, 
you know, being on social media and stuff and interacting with different people that the acting tends to be a lot more natural. And like this jump, like Lance Armstrong is, he's so good in this scene. And the funny part is not just the outrageousness of him being there, like say my Brett Favre one, it's that he actually delivers just savage lines over and over to Vince Vaughn's character where it's just like, so what's, what are you dying from? That's keeping you from the vinyls. And it's like, well, I guess if a person never quit when the going got tough, they wouldn't have anything to regret for the rest of their life. But good luck to you, Peter. I'm sure the decision won't haunt you forever. It's it's just incredible. And he's so at the peak of his popularity. In his whole thing, he talks about how he's won five Tour de France's in a row. And, and obviously, he goes on to win seven. So, like, he's literally still at the peak of his athletic career. It You know, it fits with the theme He's one of the most famous people out there. It's so, so surprising uh, that he's there. It's it's just, it hits all the marks for me. And it was pre-cheating. So it was, yeah. you know, made it better. So famous. And he's like, and he's hamming it up, right? He's like, oh, well, I'm a big fan of yours. I love ESPN 8, the Ocho, you know? It's, it's just perfect. All right, guys. I feel like you guys are easily going to get this, but give me another hilarious movie. Also underrated funny movie that... Lance Armstrong has a cameo in. Ooh. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't like know I this either. So I'd like to take it back. It's not the best movie. It's one of the great, I think, comedic roles by Owen Wilson. You, me, and Dupree. No way. He's in that? He's in it. Because he's like, the whole movie like, wants to cycle like him, but he has a cameo in it. Oh, my God. And then, he has, and then he has this funny view where he, I think he does this, like, like uh, like daydream where because you know he thinks that like he thinks owen wilson is is you know has a thing for has a thing with um kate hudson who's uh his wife um kevin matt dylan matt dylan so matt dylan um so he has this like this vision he hates michael douglas who's his dad great cast by the way as i'm saying this and there's and lance armstrong is on the boat with butter um getting ready like getting ready to do something fun with kate uh with uh kate hudson and it's uh it's just a pretty funny lance armstrong cameo dude it's so funny you say it. like i've i've sort of i've seen the movie sort of once but i've been told before by people that of course i know not one of the greatest ever owen wilson's but like that it's actually sort of an underrated solid movie i've heard yeah, I don't think it's great, but I think Owen Wilson is so funny. Like, if, if we did some sort of top like comedic performances, like I think he's that funny in that movie. Holy shit! Okay, I've got to, I've got to give this one another watch or like a proper watch. I don't even remember it honestly. I'm not sure I saw it. Just buried, think... buried in those early 2000 comedies. Yes, yeah, we, it was somewhere there, right? Like maybe like the mid 2000s or something. Yeah. Um. Wow, great little fun fact there, Adam. Um. Okay. Wow. Wait. Number, are we at number one? Number one, guys. You number one. Wow. 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 Okay. Wow. I just didn't want to ruin it, but my number one's Matt Damon and Euro Trip. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so fucking good. It's the It's it is my. It's the best. Like well, knowing you, I was shocked that you didn't you didn't stop me when you're like, oh, that's gonna be my number. You know. I, yeah. I haven't done it. I was so. like, I was like, ah, I could stop him, but then it's obvious. I was like, I'm just, just let him, gonna let him go with it, and then I'll just bring it up real quick for number one. But like, 
I mean, you said you said pretty much everything good about it. I'll say the one thing. So the movie he was filming out there with the wig, like you said, was Brothers Grimm. And I mean, it's just so we said what had to be said about it. But it's just unbelievable that he committed to the role that much, like shaved his head because he knew that he was wearing the wig and just fully embraced this little, you know, this character in this movie that, like Mike mentioned, you know, really didn't have any any name talent in it. And just Scotty doesn't know we'll live we'll live in infamy forever. Just fucking incredible. The, the only part we didn't mention that I want to throw back is like, so obviously the whole, you know, the unveiling of it is outrageous, you know, that he, you know, gets cheated on to this girl and he's at the concert and then it's just a, such a savage song and it's just like, oh man. But like you said, they keep cutting back and forth to like, I guess, I think Coop is his character name, right? I don't even remember the actor's name. It they is, keep you're cutting right. back and forth to the concert and this other scene. And then like one time when they cut back, it's just Matt Damon just going, I did her on his birthday. It's just so, <laughs> so savage. Oh, and he'll like, he like sticks out his tongue and like is like flicking his tongue and just it's just outrage. He's on another level. All right, my number one. It's if you don't think it's it's the best, I might even agree with you. But I think because it kind of. Like, all cameos should be as perfect as this one. A famous person has an iconic funny line in the movie. You have no clue he's going to be there. And it's one of the great comedies of all time. Airplane, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Wow. Very, very interesting. And I respect this. Yeah. So, obviously, if you hadn't seen it or need a memory refreshing, he... It's just he's one of the pilots, one of the three pilots, and they keep, you know, they bring like a kid to the cat, like they bring people back. And I think a couple times you're like, are you Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? And he keeps saying no. And then finally he's like, he's like, my dad says you don't play defense. And then finally he like breaks the character. He's like, you tell your dad to, you know, to go up and down the court guarding Robert Parrish and the Celtics. And it's just, it's so funny. And it's just, it's, you know, it's the definition of a good cameo. It probably is the first of its kind um, to that magnitude. And so because of that, because of how iconic and one of the great athletes of our time, Kareem Abdul, of all time, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is, um, Airplane, Kareem, my number one. So high, highly respect the choice. I'm not, a, we, we actually, funny enough, I watched Airplane recently for the first time and we talked about it on a recent, so somewhat recent episode. And like, I just, Airplane just didn't do it for me at all. Like the movie was just not my brand of comedy, but I did think Kareem's part in it and, you know, everything surrounding it and like what happens was, was one of the only things that I did actually find funny about the movie. There's a lot of funny things, but to each his own, I guess. Yeah. It's just, it's just not my brand. It's not my brand. I side with Justin. Uh, but I do love this cameo because like Kareem is sort of notoriously not funny. Like he's not really like a joke around kind of guy. So that really brings it to another level, which is incredible. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes, absolutely. Um, definitely very respectable number one choice right there. Thank you very much. All right. We well, got one more number one. My number one 
It's Matt Damon and Eurotrip. I couldn't say. Oh my god! Oh my god! I didn't want to ruin it, but I think it's clear that it's the best one. I mean, it's two of our number one, one of our number two. Wow! It hits every part of the cameo that I love. Incredible! The reason to watch the movie, yeah. Like, if you didn't grow up with it, I don't know that I would recommend this to people. Go back and watch it, except for this. I mean, this I think is the most. I don't know if we've ever had one that's been on everyone's list. And I think that says all that needs to be said about how fucking incredible this cameo is. And so two good. number ones and a two. Yes, yes. Like And it, mine usually could have been a one. I just like I said, I just think because you know, it's like I think there's bands I like more than the Beatles, but they're the first of its kind, and that's why I'm giving Kareem that that bump up. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Absolutely. It was one of the first to really do it like that. Well before they honestly, it might have taken another, you know, 15, 20 years till they really started doing them a lot more again, you know? Yeah. Um, Wow. Well, those are the lists. I'm like, do, do we have some honorable mentions? Um, I have a couple. Um, Kevin Hart in Four Year Old Virgin, I think, is hilarious. I oh, yeah. totally forgot about that. Wow. Yep. Uh, so that's, I think that's my big one. And like I said, I think we'll, I could easily done two Will Ferrells with the Starsky and Hutch one. Starsky and Hutch one. So that that's my two. And I think everyone else kind of like bends the rules. Like we were talking about the Keanu Reeves. We were talking about, you know, um, Cruz where... You know, to some people, they might be cameos, but I don't think they were enough for us. Mm-hmm. How about you, Mike? You got any? I've got a couple. Uh, so one I literally didn't know until I was researching for this list, which is Kate Blanchett is in Hot Fuzz. Did you guys know that? I I didn't until researching for this list either. Because she's just totally like her face is covered. Like you never really see her. So that's pretty epic. Um, and then the other ones I wanted to shout out were really just like, not necessarily one specific person, but like we were talking about Walk Hard recently and it has like maybe like 50 cameos like at an absurd level. But the four people that play the Beatles, Paul Rudd, Jack Black, Justin Long, Jason Schwartzman, those are epic uh, among many, many. And then uh, it, this is the end also. It's a movie based on cameos, right? A hundred percent. is great. Michael Sarah is great. And obviously Channing Tatum. Michael Sarah is so funny. So funny. Yeah, he's my favorite one in that for the cameos, I think. It, it's such a like iconic, like underrated, hilarious scene where he's uh he just can't find his cell phone and like literally the world's ending and he's dying and he's still freaking out about his cell phone. <laughs> Dude, I think this is the end. I know that like a lot most people have seen it, but I, I think it's still very underrated. I think it's absolutely hysterical start to finish like i completely completely agree my thing is is they should just stay in the house like just just have the funniest people in the world the world ending just be stuck in a house and i think they like leave the house and they're satan and it's like eh, like it's just it's it's so funny the first like 45 minutes adam i completely agree with you that where they leave and they go to the other house and stuff that's where it totally loses me exactly Dana McBride is next level in that movie. Hilarious. Next level. Franco's unbelievable too. Like Actually, that, that, and that's who came out too. Emma, um, Harry Potter. Um, what? Yeah, she's, yeah. Oh, that's that's a fucking. And there, when they go to heaven, the Backstreet Boys are there. Oh, it's just Backstreet Boys. 
I honestly forgot about that. That could have made my top five, honestly. Definitely That's an honorable good. mention. Also, when you were talking about um, your director in a movie, um, it made me think of during this podcast, Todd Phillips is pretty funny in like the Hangover movies and old, like, oh, he's old in school. That's, I'm here for the gangbang. Yeah, the gangbang is good in old school, but I just, I like the going up in Hangover. Just so simple, like one line in the elevator. We all know I hate the Hangover. Which is absurd. That's, that's <laughs> such a <laughs> Yeah, I don't like fun things either. <laughs> Oh, um, all right. But yo, I've got, I've got a few honorables that, that we haven't said yet. Um, Bill Murray, Zombieland. Oh, that's not a cameo. No way. How much, how long is he in that? I'm glad how that I, he is. I thought, for, okay, well then that's, well then that's why it's not on my list. We'll say, um, but Glenn Howard in, in the crank movies. Oh, so fucking good. Yeah, gotta shout that out, you. Dennis. Dennis from Always Sunny showing up for a, a quick moment in each Crank movie. Um, oh, Ryan Reynolds and Harold and Kumar, great one. And then gotta shout out because we 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 obviously agree that Neil Patrick Harris is too much in the movie. Yes, yeah. otherwise that would be. I mean, that's that's like that's got to be one of the most. Like how we're saying Will Ferrell's cameo was impactful. Like MPH being in Harold and Kumar unexpectedly is got to be one of the most impactful roles of all time because it completely re- revived MPH's career and made Incredible. him like a household name. Incredible. Like, it's so funny in all three too. Like oh you, you can even argue he's the funniest part of the movies. A hundred percent. Oh my God. With He's just without question. And it's just so funny how the, he wasn't out as gay when the first one came out, but then obviously oh. in the third one, they obviously tackle that. And it's incredible that they have oh, his, you so know, funny. Oh my God. It's just starship fucking troopers. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking good. But yeah. So anyways, yeah, just in a couple little ones that I, I'll just say really quickly, just Tom Cruise and Austin Powers and gold member. You know, they had multiple people that are in like the sort of the fake uh, whatever. But I, I just love that Cruz sort of his first little dash foray into a comedic thing before, of course, we got Tropic Thunder eventually. Um, in Scientology just itself is pretty funny. <laughs> and also just a random one, Jay and Silent Bob in Scream 3. They just like show up in Scream 3. You remember that, Mike? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They're on like the set tour. Yeah. So I thought I thought that was pretty funny, but I think that's it for me. The only one I forgot to shout out was and, and they're kind of varied between part of the movie and cameos is like everyone in Space Jam. It, I don't think it gets credit as an iconic cameo movie, but I mean Larry Bird, obviously all the like current NBA players, and Bill Murray again in just a totally underappreciated role. Bill Murray is so funny in Space Jam. So good. Like just he just has a few minutes where he just just kills you. Like like when they're the golf like just the golf course and it's just like when he falls when he falls through the, the golf hole and he's just like he looks at it and Newman, he's like he's like, What did you feed him? You know, or he just gets it's so funny. So funny. Dude, so and, good. Space Jam's such a fucking great movie. 
All right, let's see. Let's see how how much you think they're going to ruin this, this new one. Why did they? I mean, it's not one that should ever be tackled, right? Oh. There's one. There's these films you just know that you should not try to try to make a sequel or remake or whatever, and it's just clearly untouchable. Yeah, sort agreed. of like Point Break, and we all saw how that worked out. Why well, did we all? No. Did we all see? It? I didn't see. No, I didn't see. <laughs> but but we 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 can gather. We can gather. Oh, yeah. well, boys, this this was great. This was a I fucking love. I loved this topic. I love this topic. I mean, it's just so much fun, so much fun. And a lot of a lot of comedy films, of course, involved in this. But I feel like this is the first list where we truly have a definitive like. If you fucking haven't seen Eurotrip, go watch this scene at least because we all agree that Matt Damon in Eurotrip is one of, if not the best cameo of all time. Yeah, the closest thing to consensus ever. So big, big shout out to Matt Damon. Yeah. And I mean, Adam, we, we got we obviously have to get you back on because, again, you love lists like us. It's been super fun today. I feel like you, you've been a fucking great guest. So thanks for coming on and. And we'd love to have you again one of these days. Thanks for having me. I would love to. Um, you guys let me know. And uh, stay safe, guys. Yeah. Everyone, we'll, we'll see you soon. And uh, hopefully we'll be out of this pandemic sooner rather than later. All right. We'll see you next week. Top fives and deep dives with Top